like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. More delightful, moving music for you today for Song of the Soul, and a delightful guest, Kat Eggleston. So many incredible, talented musicians in just one life, or maybe just one life. I learned about Kat when one of my guests, Blair Hull, who organizes the Lighted Window Concert Series at her UCC church in Campbell, California, shared one of Kat's songs as part of her Song of the Soul. You can listen to that on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, but today we have Kat Eggleston all to ourselves, with beautiful guitar, lyrics, and voice, and a fair amount of tribute to her father. Right now, let's go to the phone and visit with Kat Eggleston on Vashon Island, Washington. Kat, I'm so delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It's great to be here, Mark, finally. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, you do lead a fairly busy and fragmented life. How does your life get apportioned out these days? What time are you putting where? Are you at home on Vashon Island very much? I am. I'm home a lot. These days, things are a little less distracted. For some time in there, it was all about taking care of my father. And that's just a very distracted life to begin with. It's fragmented. Dad passed away last September. So things have been relatively quiet since then. They sort of had to be, you know, a lot of going inward time and writing a lot, that sort of thing. Did that mean that you couldn't tour when you're doing elder care? I couldn't. I did very little. I mean, I went out from time to time. And at the beginning of it, see, I moved back to Vashon, I think, nine, nine years ago. And Dad was in pretty good shape then, so I was still going out and doing things. I went to Chicago for a couple of months for a show back then. Gradually had to step back quite a bit and just go out for a weekend here and there. I couldn't be away for very long. I had to keep the phone close. So I get the sense of you, because you do both theater and music, that there's a kind of bifurcation in your life or personality. Is that a good grasp of who you are? I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. I, I guess uh, in a little bit of more of a flippant way, I could say that it was just whatever paid the bills that month, you know. But somehow I found, for instance, back in the days when I was studying acting seriously and working on it seriously, that life was a lot less fragmented. I found out a lot about myself by trying to go in deep and figure things out and find triggers to use in that craft. How's your time divided up now? Well, now, see, after Dad's passing, 
I ended up in in the big project that I'm working on now, which is writing a play about him. The idea for this project came to me. It didn't. It wasn't me. I would never have come up with something that big. I don't think I'm on my own. But I've written so many songs about him over the years, about his childhood in the Dust Bowl, that somebody came to me with the idea of this play about his memories and about his Dust Bowl childhood. And so I've been writing that, and that's mostly what I've been working on nonstop, which is a great way to process something as big as his passing. Well, people are thirsty for your music. Uh, I don't know if you get thirsty with your ears, but in any case, how do you want to start us off? Let's start off with 49 Rooms. I just like this song a lot. This is a person I made up. I just made her up completely. I don't know who she is, but she started speaking in my head when I was given an assignment to the Atlantic Retreat for Songwriters up in Michigan. Somehow, the response to the assignment I got that weekend, I was on staff up there, and I didn't know what to do with my assignment, and this person showed up. And when she started speaking, she was speaking in French, which shocked me because I don't speak French. So <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know what, I don't know what she was saying, but... But you know what she's saying, so you do you know the song? Do you know what she says? Well, sure, right. L'amour de ma vie est toujours avec moi. The love of my life is always with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the song I came. Did you to. just channel those words, or did you actually have to look them up? Well, I had a little guidance, but I did know them. Typically, I, I tend to need a little guidance with the with the structure. I don't speak French. I understand a little of it, and I can pronounce it if I'm very, very carefully schooled. So that's what I did. Well, the song is called 49 Rooms. My feeling about the song, by the way, is that it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit old country. You know, maybe it's not all the way to medieval times, but it's a little bit old country. Go back a few hundred years to France, and maybe that's what the feeling is. Oh, good. So let's go visit with Kat Eggleston's imaginary friend in her song, 49 Rooms. Strangers will of love or of romance in books or in films. They take these mimicries in passion's place, but they might just as well compare these candles to comets, limericks to sonnets. L'amour de ma vie est toujours avec moi. 
take these false shadows to where they belong They say nothing at all about you Secret when I was a girl, I keep you secret again. Then in our town outside Montreal, now cleaning rooms at the end. Your sorrows, your heat, your shameless delight. L'amour de ma vie est toujours avec moi. As the earth holds the sun's warmth into the night So does my heart still hold you So now with the linen I put on the beds Of the 49 rooms at the end Sometimes your shadow falls there instead And I feel your breath on my skin So let them all talk of their books or their films Mais l'amour de ma vie est toujours avec moi They think I agree and it's just as well I still tell no one about you I tell no one about you Kat Eggleston is the artist, 49 Rooms is the song, and it's from her album, Speak. I find it engaging how the song combines both a minor key and tone with this whimsical manner to it. But the thing that I thought of as she's talking in the song about this lover who's kind of hidden, I was thinking of Neil Diamond and his song, Shiloh, about an imaginary friend who's always there. Shiloh, when I was young, you used to call my name. When no one else would come, Shiloh, you always came. I had a sense of that same kind of relationship with the main character in this song. Oh, that's that's lovely. I don't I don't know that song, but that's where it was going. I don't know. I I once heard the I think it was Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> blue collar. I keep hoping that people don't go to this place when they first hear the song, but he was asked about his romantic life, and he said, I, I was living with a woman for a while until she found out I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in this case, it's just somebody she's remembering. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. It's all just the inner life of this person. I liked her a lot. And is she still with you? No, that's the problem when they make somebody up like that, and they talk for a while, and I get attached to them, and then they go away. I miss them sometimes. <laughs> but it's the life of an artist and an actor, I think. And that's part of who you are, not just a musician, but an actor. And you've also written a play called The Cyclone Line, which has been occupying a fair portion of your attention lately. When is this actually going to be on stage? In November, the first weekend of November here on, on Vashon. We've got a beautiful new theater here. And the director is Charlotte Tinkin, who's a real artistic powerhouse. 
And the other actor is Brian Gunter. And I worked with him in Chicago at the Briar Street Theater a long time ago in a show called Woody Guthrie's American Song. I've known him for years, and I knew that he was sometimes in Seattle, so he was the first person I asked, and I was so happy that he said yes. We did our first reading at the Seattle Repertory Theater just about a month ago, and it was it was just wonderful. He was, he was just brilliant. So just for that first weekend, I think it's the 4th and 5th of November here. So folks, if November is looming and you live in an area where that promises to be a pretty frigid time of year with lots of frost on the pumpkin patch, maybe you want to head out to the tremendously moderated climate of Vashon Island, Washington State, very near Seattle, and you can see the play The Cyclone Line by Cat Eggleston. It's a musical, by the way, folks, which gets us back to your music, Cat. You've got a lot of beautiful songs. How about you share another one? Okay, let's see. You know, why don't we do one, the one that I start off the play with, since we're on that topic. We can play Home. I call this one a, my hit. I think a medley of my hit. <laughs> okay, a medley of your hit. And again, the musical you've written is focusing on the life of your father back in the Dust Bowl times. In this song, is it that you're looking at your dad and his aspirations for home? You know, I wrote this song many, many years ago. I just felt that it was appropriate for one of the scene openers for the play. But I wrote it many years ago as a letter to some friends of mine who grew up in the same family but with completely different takeaways from it. I had no idea what their what their answer would be, but I was just... It's a question. It's just an open question of going back to your home as a child, sort of like in Our Town, in the play Our Town. If you could do that, if you could revisit a memory, which one would you pick and why? Which is The Big Question of Home by Cap Eccleston. If you have 
chance to get revenge Would you take the sword or make amends If someone gave you the power If someone gave you the power Would you go home? Kat Eggleston is our guest today for Song of the Soul. She has an album, Speak, and one of the songs on that is Home. And actually, the first song we played today, 49 Rooms, is also from that CD. A sweet song. I can see why it's your your medley hit or your whatever it is. Medley is my hit. <laughs> I, I was proud of that one. So I'm just wondering about one question in particular. I don't know your dad, and since he died last year, I, I well, I'll never have a chance to meet him except through you. That line, would you take the sword or make amends? Is that the kind of question that he faced in some particular way? Is that a reflection of his life in some way? It wasn't at the time that I wrote it, but it certainly fits. He hardly ever talked to his siblings. They just were not at all close. He was the oldest of six kids. But there were some of them that I had never met. I'm just getting to know some of my cousins now. No idea why, except that sometimes that, I mean, the part of his childhood was extremely ugly, just in the sense of the setting of it, having grown up just on the border of no man's land and seeing the big dust storms, seeing Black Sunday, watching the big dust storms come through. And they were very poor. And it was, it was just extraordinarily ugly and tough at that point. Not to mention the travel across country and, and the people at the border of California trying to turn them back, like they did to so many thousands of people. But within their family, I never really found out exactly what happened. They just didn't speak to each other very much. So I don't know what it was about. It, so it fits his life, even though that wasn't my uh, original intention with that song. I was writing it to other people outside of my family, but it does work with him very much. And for you, the idea of home... You're on Vashon Island. Is that home for you? Has it been? You've lived elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely home. In fact, I, I always knew it would be at some point. At some time in my life, I'd be coming back here, probably living in the old home place, which I did for a while and taking care of Dad, and eventually moved away and sold it. But it's always been the place that was sort of my deepest home that I wanted to come back to. It's beautiful. It's you know, it's the Northwest, so it rains and it's dark in the winter. But I just love it. Even though I lived in Chicago for a long, long time, Chicago is my second home for sure. I love Chicago, but boy, is it different. <laughs> it's just completely different. It's very sleepy here on Vashon, much more relaxed than it certainly than it is in in the big city. Well, I don't want to get too sleepy. First, I want to remind folks that they're listening to Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you'll find us at northernspiritradio.org with more than 11 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests. So when you want to track down Kat Eggleston, you can come via the site. Kat's website is kateggleston.com. Eggleston is E-G-G-L-E-S 
T-O-N. But rather than learning your good spelling, just come by NordenSpiritRadio.org. Also on the site, you'll find a place to post comments. We do love two-way communication. There's also a place to donate. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's not by the corporations, not by governments. It's because listeners insist that this programming continue. So donate when you come. Even more important, though, I'd say is support your local community radio station. There are a number of community radio stations all across the nation that are carrying these programs that we produce for Northern Spirit Radio. One of them is Lopez Island. It's not terribly far from Cat Eccleston. And a number of other good folks getting out news and music that you get just nowhere else on the American landscape. So when you want to have something good broadcast, remember that you can have local control by supporting your community radio station. Start there and then help other places if you can along the way. Kat Eggleston is our guest. She's both theater and music, and she's got a panoply of wonderful music. You can tell her guitar is particularly heartwarming, and her voice, I'll, I'll just tell you, Kat, that it pulls me in. It makes me feel a sense of home, which is, of course, the last song we listened to. Oh, that's wonderful. That's the best compliment ever. And I want you to do it some more. So would you give us another song for your Song of the Soul? Yeah, that's, you know, we were just talking about this lovely island that I that I live on. I mean, like, the view... The view out of our window right now is kind of like living in Rivendell. It's just, it's lovely. You have elves. I've never seen one, but I live in hope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, go to the water. Let's say go to the water. I think that's appropriate. I sort of, I wrote it about, well, it's a love song, but my search for a metaphor of love with water. If you grow up on an island, that's the most natural one, because you just can't walk very far without running into it. So, that's why I called it Go to the Water. Go to the water, walk down slow Where the rock is battered and the branch hangs low Where the sea is rough and the sun burns hotter To know love, go to the water You walked through the garden in the early spring Where the wild blossom Was a growing thing You pressed that flower In your favorite book It kept its color But never bore fruit Go to the water Walk down slow Where the rock is battered and the branch hangs low Where the sea is rough And the sun burns hotter To know love Go to the water Nothing so smooth As the side of a thorn Nothing so calm As the eye of a storm Nothing so sweet as the sound of a promise No one could keep Go to the water Go to the water 
It laughs and shouts where it touches land, and it holds the world like a loving hand. It's a bed of pearls on a moonlit night, full of life. No. The sea is rough, and the sun burns hotter. To know love, go to the water. To know love, go to the water. I hope that, like me, you're carrying that phrase forward into your day. Go to the water. It's a great call. I'm a land-based animal, of course, but <laughs> I do have my own love of the water. I've got a creek behind my house, so I'm never very far from the water. And my wife is particularly in love with the deep waters of Lake Superior. So there's there's a definite water element in our house. Did you happen to find love by the water, or is that just an illusion? Funny you should ask that. I, my husband is somebody I grew up with here. We met in Sunday school, which is not your typical hookup place. When <laughs> it, it took 50 years. <laughs> but <laughs> roughly, it took almost 50 years for us to get together. Wow, you've been in Sunday school a long time. Well, you know, if something's working, why not? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, you know, we. I went to his father's church. His father was the Episcopal minister here on the island, and his mother and I and my mother worked in the school system together. And so our families were very close. We knew each other, but we weren't particularly close. I just thought he was cool because he played the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a not an instrument anybody's ambivalent about, and. You either love them or you hate them, and I am in a huge crowd of people who just is very much in love with the bagpipes. So when I moved back here, we ended up playing in a trio together of border music, the music from the borders of Scotland and England, and with a, the third member of our trio being a man from Northumberland named Wally Bell, who instead of going into the coal mines, he ran off and became a folk singer, which is a much wiser choice. <laughs> so we started playing music together in this particular variety, and, and that's how we got together. So, you know, that is my answer to your question. So I really, it was stunning to both of us, really. It's just wonderful. So yeah, I did find Love by the Water. I didn't expect to. It's a sweet, beautiful song, and a lot of your music strikes me that way. It just... It touches a, a proper place in my heart that uh, opening it gives me more sunshine, more sunshine than I expect, actually, from the area where you live in. I'm used to thinking of rain, you know, at least half the year. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the reason why uh, mom and dad wanted to live here. You know, dad didn't even know what rain. Well, he knew what rain was when he was a kid, but a lot of the other kids around him didn't. He had to describe what rain was to them. So maybe that's why I grew up on Vashon, I don't know. Because of growing up in the Dust Bowl area? You mean in that era? Yeah, when Dad was in the Dust Bowl, he he was born in Michigan, but when he was five years old, 
they moved back to the family ranch in Oklahoma. And there was no rain there for many years, and so he had to describe what it was to the, the other children there who had never seen it. Wow. That's so frightening to think about. It is frightening. It's, it's a terrifying thought. So if folks go to see the play, The Cyclone Line, when it comes out in November, if they go to see that, are they going to be frightened? Is it scary? Is it uplifting? Is it disappointing? What is it? I, I am very curious to find out how people perceive it. I mean, there's a good amount of humor in it because my father was goofy. So I had to have some of that in there. My dad was the art director for the Gumby show, too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that'll tell you something about him. And my mother was the first voice of Gumby, so I, I never actually managed to grow up at all with that kind of, kind of beginning. My dad invented pokey. Invented a lot of the techniques for claymation. It was back in the 50s, so he was one of the first art directors and animators working in that kind of a field. So there's a there's a good amount of humor in the play, but it's primarily the Dust Bowl from the viewpoint of a child, and also from the viewpoint of an old man who is revisiting his childhood. His childhood has descended on him again, so that's part of it that comes back and is in everybody's face for a while, even in this beautiful green place. Then he had dementia, so you never knew which part of his life was going to suddenly layer on top of the one that we were seeing around us. So some of it is frightening, but it's an important story. There's just a lot of love in it because we were so close, and it's a, it's a good thing to be... I feel like I'm giving it to him, even though he's not here anymore. And I hope that it's hopeful. It's also a little bit of a reminder of the fact that we did it to ourselves. The Dust Bowl was a, a human thing. If we hadn't plowed the prairie under, then the dust wouldn't have happened. It would have, Dirt would have stayed on the ground if we hadn't plowed the prairie under and planted wheat instead. Yeah. But on Vashon Island, you're not experiencing those issues anyhow. You probably just have to build dikes to keep all the water out. Sometimes. Sometimes. Although it, it has gotten very dry sometimes here, too. But things have definitely changed quite a bit, noticeably so, but it still is green and it still does rain and it's still dark in the winter. Well, more Song of the Soul music. What's next? Let's do something something a little different and play Brian. I've sort of been revisiting this song lately. I wrote it quite a long time ago. It was one that came from a dream. There's two songs I want to share with you today that came from dreams. The song itself didn't come from a dream, but the event was a dream that inspired this. My friend Brian had passed away when he was quite young, and I didn't know. I didn't know that he had died. But when I found out, a few months went by, and I had a dream where he was showing up. He just showed up, and he started talking to me and telling me that everything was okay with him. And in the middle of the dream, it suddenly turned lucid, and I realized I was dreaming, and I said, oh, my God, <laughs> this might actually be you. You know, I'm prepared to believe that this is really you. And it, you found a way to tell me that you're really okay. So tell me before I wake up if I'm really getting that right, and then I'll tell everybody. And so he touched me on my shoulder, and he said, Believe it. It's really me. I'm really okay, and you can tell everybody. Wow. So that's why I wrote the song. It's called Brian by Kat Eggleston. I dreamed I saw Brian 
On an endless field of something that could have been stainless steel I knew I was dreaming That's the only way that anyone alive sees Brian these days It was a good dream We had a good talk In a place like a moonlit parking lot I left too much unsaid And I've never learned to pray But somehow last night I think he heard me anyway This morning I saw someone driving careless on the road Someone who's damn lucky, I wonder if he knows I heard someone singing and a very young laugh A day among the living after Brian came back A paper doll with hardly any weight But still I recognized him Brian is always 28 And I could no more touch him Than I could a ray of light But I finally got to say goodbye To Brian last night I dreamed I saw Brian Brian by Cat Eggleston. By the way, Cat, I love the way that that song launches itself. It's the, the starting part. It actually is a little bit reminiscent for me of the song Sweet Home Alabama. It's just got this energy that's gathering, and I have a, a sense of kind of jauntily moving forward. It's so cool, the message that you got from Brian in the course of this dream, lucid dreaming. Do you actually have beliefs about lives, souls, bodies that transcend just the body? Yeah, I absolutely do. I don't have any any doubt in my mind about that. And I don't know exactly what form it is, but my personal belief, and I'll just put that out there, I do believe in consecutive lives and reincarnation. I have memories from times before that I really shouldn't have, if if that weren't true. So... Also, I mean, it isn't just that. It is as a result of things like that dream. I've had several, and most of the people that I've cared about in my life have returned somehow in dreams like that. They come back in various ways, sometimes to say goodbye, but not always. Sometimes to say something quite different that I never really expect. My mother, in fact, when she passed away, I dreamed about her. I was in Chicago. She was sick for a very long time, so I didn't know if I should come home or not. It was it was very sudden. But I dreamed I was standing by her hospital bed. She was in her hospital bed and she was looking very healthy and pretty again and her hair was shiny and she was sitting up and looking confused. I said, You look great. I didn't expect to see you like this. I, I'm I'm happy to see you. You look great. And she said, Oh, really? Do I? I don't, I don't know. And I woke up and I thought, Mom's gone because I knew that she had been sick for such a long time and now she was feeling fine. 
And then the phone rang, and I got the call that she'd passed away that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, my wife actually had a similar thing that happened when her both her mother and then later her father died with her mother's sister, who was senile and non-communicative, who all of a sudden started talking to them on just the hour that they died. Wow. And she was 2,000 miles away, wakes up in the middle of the night and starts talking to them. And she hasn't been able to talk for six months. Wow. Weird things happen. I, I don't know what to make of them. I'm pretty sure you didn't learn this stuff as an Episcopalian. No. And I'm pretty sure it's also not part of your grandfather's Lutheran background. Uh, It's just part of your experience, or did you have some searching along the way that brought you to these kind of ideas? Well, this this island is it was kind of a hippie refuge for a very very long time. There's a bunch of us still here too, so all kinds of all kinds of ideas get thrown around from all different viewpoints, all different spiritual viewpoints, all different studies, and all different paths. It's all over the place. So the idea of reincarnation, that was all around all the time when I was growing up. But being raised Lutheran or Episcopalian and all of that, that really wasn't so much the important framework. I had, I don't know how to say this and and have it sound quite as big as it really is, but I grew up in a household that really, really was a very loving one, even though we were nuts. (laughs) in so so many respects. Growing up with Gumby, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, growing up, that's one way to put it, for sure. But our family was very good at unconditional love. Once in a while, I hear people say that they don't believe that that unconditional love is real. And I feel very sorry for them. I think they must not have dogs, (laughs) for one thing. (laughs) But... But that was the basic underlying structure of my entire spiritual life growing up, and still is. I truly believe, always did, that love is the most powerful force in the universe. It doesn't mean that's all we need, because it isn't, but... You mean the Beatles were lying to us. Love is all you need. No. (laughs) (laughs) They said it, though. (laughs) They said it. They said it. I don't care. They couldn't possibly lie to us. (laughs) We're talking about the Beatles, Mark. This is the Beatles we're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Heresy. It is heresy. You know, my entire spiritual path is trying to find out what that means. You know, back when I was a child and I asked Mom what God was and she said love, that meant that the rest of my life I was going to try to find out what love was. It's such a big, big word. There should be 50 words for it, a thousand words for it. Well, it's a very big mouthful and sometimes heard best in silence. But I don't want any more silence right now because I want to hear another of your songs. So Kat Eggleston is going to share what now? Africa. Let's do Africa. This is also from the Cyclone Mine. And the Cyclone Mine, by the way, was what Dad called the telephone as a child. In his neighborhood, they had a party line, and they called it the Cyclone Mine because sometimes they would call up and tell each other about the weather. And sometimes the weather was a very dire thing. So I used that as a vehicle for the uh, communication of the voice and past coming forward. In any case, one time when Dad was just talking about his childhood, he said, well, you know, I spent most of my days in Africa anyway. And I said, what do you mean by Because, <laughs> I mean, he's never, he'd never been to Africa. Was he still lucid when he said that? He was completely lucid. It was just the way that Dad looked at things. So he would go out as a child when he was able to go out and play. He would go out and pretend that he was in Africa and that he was Tarzan or a daring explorer and then he could come home and face the rest of the world. 
So I picture him as talking to his youngest sister, Barbara. She just she just passed away just a month ago. She was the last one of them, of the six. She was the youngest child and his favorite sibling, so I expect that he, being the oldest one of the kids, was talking to her and trying to make her feel a little better as things were happening. So that's where this song came from. It's called Africa by Kat Eggleston. I spend my days in Africa I'm home in time for dinner Sometimes Spain or India Africa is better All you other kids, you only dream of California I see elephants and lions here in Oklahoma If you get all your homework done And you promise not to bug me When I go to Africa I might take you with me Yesterday in Africa I rescued an explorer Swung from vines and just in time Pulled him from the water Mom and Dad talk of nothing but this great depression I don't understand it I just wish I could do something And back here on the farm I'm just another dusty scarecrow But yesterday in Africa I was someone's hero can see Africa from your bedroom window Big giraffes by Grandad's ranch Hyenas in the hollow With a little practice you can close your eyes to see it These days you never know just when you're gonna need it So even when the sky turns black and everyone takes cover We can go to Africa until the storm is over says I am good enough to bring food to the table I guess this dust must be the only crop we're growing 
And it's hard to see the jungle when this dirty wind is blowing. And now that there is nothing left, I guess we'll all be leaving. But we can still have Africa. Spend my days in Africa. And Kat Eggleston's website is Kat Eggleston.com. Eggleston is like EGG, egg. L-E-S-T-O-N. And there's a link to it on NordenSpiritRadio.org in case you forget how to spell like I do. <laughs> Cat, by the way, is K-A-T, like the Kit Kat bar. <laughs> hey, actually, what is your full name? I assume you're not just named Cat. No, it's it's Catherine. But there was, it was a very popular name in the late 50s, and a lot of us were named Catherine. I mean, in fact, it was popular for a few years after that. So, you know, when Kate McLeod and I were playing music together, both of us are Catherines. But she, she, I, she's probably always been a Kate her whole life. She just seems like that, just very elegant in that respect. And I was in love with Cat Stevens when I was a kid, so <laughs> it was a natural thing. Excellent taste, excellent taste. Do you still listen to his music? Oh, yeah, I still play it all the time. What I mean is, do you still listen to the new music he's producing? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I have the one he just came out with, what was it, a couple of years ago now. I still gravitate toward the old stuff a little more. Of course. I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Yeah, that was. I still play that. I played that. I taught someone how to play that just a week ago, actually. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely the music of my soul. i got to get him on the line. But in the meantime, you just shared a song, Africa, and your dad imagined being there. Of course, he would have been growing up at the time that movies with Tarzan, Johnny Weissmuller, I think, was the yeah. star, all of that kind of thing. And, you know, of course, I went and lived in Africa for a couple of years in the Peace Corps. Have you traveled there? Did your dad ever actually go and verify that his dreams, imaginings uh, had some basis in reality? No, he never did go. And I've never been either. I wanted to, but it didn't end up to be on the more immediate bucket list when I ended up traveling. Yeah, well, it's a wonderful experience. I may be going there again late this year, November and December. I could possibly be headed that way. I was to the Congo two years ago. So, you know, I get out to that neighborhood periodically. Wonderful. And I highly encourage people to take it in because once you get away from the big cities out to the villages, you're going to experience some of the best hospitality you could ever imagine or maybe better than you can ever imagine. Wonderful folks. Oh, that does make me want to go. I read about it so much. Particularly the Congo, actually. There was a naturalist from Belgium that I read his books growing up. And I can't pronounce his name very well, but you probably can. His name was Jean-Pierre Allais. Do you know who he was? Jean-Pierre Allais? Mm-hmm. I don't think I know him, but there's a lot of books I haven't read yet, believe it or not. Yeah. I digress a lot, Mark. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Well, and I tend to digress on the digressions, so we've got a serious case going on here. But we are getting very close to the end of the hour, and so I'd like to make sure we got in one more song. How can we conclude this stunning collection of your music, Kat? Well, thanks, Mark. Well, I chose this one. This hasn't been recorded on an album yet. 
this is the song that ends the Cyclone Line. And it came, this is another dream. It came to me in a dream about two months or so before Dad passed away. And it was Johnny Cash singing it. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. So he was... He was <laughs> I, it, it would only been better if it was Johnny Cash doing a duet with Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll dream about that next. I'll let you know if I do. Okay. I can't, I can't see it, but that would be a wonderful dream. But in, no, in this one, he was singing to a little boy. He was singing to his grandson or great-grandson, but he was singing about the passage of time, and it was an old folk song in the dream that I had never heard. So when I woke up, I thought, and I wish I'd written that, and I thought, wait, I think I remember how that went, and I did write it, I guess. So I wrote it down, and this is pretty much how it came out, and it was felt like a gift from Johnny Cash. Quite a gift. It's called All the Days. Monday morning you were born Tuesday you were walking Wednesday you had learned to talk And you showed no signs of stopping Thursday, Friday I looked up And you were off and running Where you'll go from here I guess there's just no way of knowing the days hurry on, always moving on and on. I have loved you from the dawn and will through the evening. Where you stand, the spring has come and all the world is blooming. But summer brings the burning sun before you know it's coming. Here I stand at harvest time, soon it will be snowing. When winter trees hold blackbird leaves, it's then I must be going. Oh, the days hurry on, always moving on and on.
That was the last song for today for Cat Eccleston's Song of the Soul, All the Days. And it wasn't released yet, so you heard it first here on northernspiritradio.org. There's much more music that you can track down with Cat, and you can even go see the opening of the play in November on Vashon Island. The play is going to be the Cyclone Line, but she's got a lot of music that's not part of that play as well. Check her out at categgleston.com. Follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. All the Days, another beautiful, beautiful song. And for me, by the way, that feels like it it kind of touches on these harmonies of uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary type folk music of the day. And it encompasses some of this magic of a life. So all of that put together, I do see a wonderful reflection of your soul and I think maybe that of your father in that song. Thank you, Mark. I'm very happy to be working on this whole project. It just it feels like an important one. It feels like a, a message that we need to have, and it feels like a connection to the past. There's so much heart and love in your songs, a really a proper reflection of the life of love given to you by your mother and your father, and it comes out so wonderfully through your music. Thanks for passing on the love and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much for this whole interview. It's been delightful. And remember, there's much more delight with Kat Eggleston via her website, kateggleston.com. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul